1: everybody and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. However, without Tommy, because Tommy's gone on holiday and left me on my lonesome, which means I had to get some kind of special guest on during this weird month break after only three races, still trying to get used to that. So without further ado, with the fact that we're all missing the drivers, I thought... What better than to get someone that can literally do all of them? Connor Moore. Connor, welcome. My name is Connor Moore. From, uh, <laughs> <or Ferrari>. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't gonna say straight out the bat, do a voice, because I, I know that's literally probably your entire life whenever you step out of your out of your house. But Carlos signs, hit it with a strong one. Uh, yeah, I hit it always start off with the best. Yeah,
0: good. the best foot forward, as they say. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. If I knew, I mean, was we just saying, if I knew Tommy wasn't going to be here, I would have spent the last week or two practicing him so that it just uh, I
1: felt this. Don't worry, it's all good, uh, Tommy. I'm sure will actually be glad that you're not doing an impression of him because I might well replace him uh, if it's good enough. So, uh, see, <laughs> so yeah, how are you? Uh, welcome. And are, are you a big F1 fan? I have to admit that I was, I was a fan when I was a kid.
0: Uh, Eddie Jordan, Eddie Irvine, um. Like uh, back in the late nineties, kind of early two thousands, and then in Ireland, it kind of just went off the airwaves. Then the lads were gone, and that was it. So I didn't really watch it for years. And then how I got into this was guess what TV show led me to this? Um, I think it begins with D. It begins with D and ends with I've to survive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, it was during COVID, and all my wife's mates were, and they're not really. I wouldn't consider them like overly sporty or anything. Uh, and they started talking about the Grand Prix and I was like who the hell talks about the Grand Prix like who's what's all this Formula One talk and then they explained to me about Drive to Survive so I went home that evening we watched three episodes and literally at the end of the third episode I think it might have been the Monte Carlo episode I just looked at my wife and I'm like I'm doing this this is like what golf was a couple of years ago Um, and now like am I a big F1 fan I'm huge like, it isn't like I'm just doing it like I'm doing the voices or whatever. Like, I always tell people, like, I can't actually do a sport unless I love the sport because then it's just, like, hard work. It's like I won't, like, and it won't be as good because I'll it'll be hard for me to listen to podcasts. It'll be hard for me to, like, follow what's going on if I'm not interested in it. So, yeah, I'm an absolute manic F1 fan now.
1: Well, this is the thing, right? It it takes a lot of time for you to to hone a voice and impression. It's not just the voice either, of course. You do sketches on on Instagram, Connor underscore sketches, if you're wondering uh, where to find him. And yeah, it's everything. It's the mannerisms. You, you try and do every finite detail. I bet you've watched the same clips of people far too many times that it's almost burned into your brain.
0: Oh, it's it's incredibly boring. <laughs> now, do you know who I was actually doing this morning? Well, and I only, it's my first day looking at him. Well, Bernie, um, the old F1 boss, Bernie yeah. Um And I was looking at him this morning and I was like, geez, he is definitely such a good character to do. Like, uh, But like, it'll take me a long time to get him. Some people think, oh, like, you know, I can just pick somebody up and I'll oh, do this fella and that fella. And that it's kind of natural. And it's not like that at all, really. Um, but uh, yeah, it can
1: take me like, Toto is taking me such a
0: long time. I'm still working on him. And the
1: dog as well? That, I mean, that's fine. Look, it's, it's almost like Tommy's not gone, because it's usually Frank in the background barking away. Uh, is that your dog or is that a neighbor's dog? That's my dog. Uh, do you want me to go down and just put oh. him outside? Because I, I don't know what he's barking at. It's okay. What, what dog is it?
0: He's a cockapoo.
1: Well, either put him outside or bring him in. We don't really mind here. We love dogs uh, on this podcast. So. <laughs> this is him. Here we go. What's his name? Arthur.
0: I named them after our attributes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've still got – I feel like this could be a running theme. You're, of course, our first ever guest on P1, but maybe it's like a criteria that they have to have a dog that barks during the podcast in order for it to, to feel right, you know. But, yes, uh, I guess moving, moving swiftly back onto Formula One. Um, so you got, you're got back into it after Drive to Survive. Did, are you, would you consider yourself a neutral or a, have you got a particular – Team or driver? Because we're we're quite biased here. I'm a big Charles Leclerc fan. Tommy's a big Max Verstappen fan. Uh, where do your allegiances lie? Uh, it's weird. After I was like Red Bull, and then I went to the Austin Grand
0: Prix, and Mercedes were so good to me, and then I was Mercedes. <laughs> so whoever's so good to you, <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. whoever treats me well, uh, yeah. I would follow them. It's the same actually in football, and it's the same in golf. Because when I work in it, for me, I feel like I'm a bit of a, a journalist. I, I'm look, looking for storylines. So, like, I wanted Max to win the championship two years ago. Like, everybody, you wanted to see something change. Would I love to see Lewis win it right now? Absolutely. you would be just like, absolutely, you know. So, I'm always just, I, I'm very neutral. I'm very neutral with soccer, golf, Formula One. I don't really have favorites. I'm just looking for the best story for me and yeah. the easier the story is and the better it is and the or the more mundane it is the worse it is for me
1: it's it's quite it's similar for us really because on one hand I'm a big Charles Leclerc fan on the other hand I just want to see a great race great drama and just have a great close championship season so australia was a great example of that where we do our twitch live stream watch alongs and 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 for the race and You've got both the Mercedes getting past Verstappen at the start. So I'm absolutely buzzing. And then in the background, I see Charles Leclerc going backwards into a gravel trap. So my brain is going, <laughs> is this what? what's going on? Is this good or bad? So I was trying to process it live uh, and people quite, quite enjoyed that. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. If you have a, a decent race, it's enjoyable unless you are a hardcore back in the day. I was a Michael Schumacher fanboy. And when I was you know, growing up, if he was out the race, I'd turn off. But now, as you get older, you go, well, actually, just like, just like the race, you know, and a close, a close fight for first would be lovely.
0: Yeah, that's what I find kind of astonishing with, not astonishing, but like, what's brilliant about it is like, even like watching uh, the race is like, the the last race, you're like, it's over, you know, or not the last race, sorry, Australia, not the one before was a Jetta. It was over after two minutes. You knew Max was going to win unless like something like, uh, you know, a safety car, red flag or something came out. But, uh, then you're looking at like 5th and 6th or 3rd and 4th and you're looking at Alonso and Lewis going at it. and It's like, even though, like, or Williams scored a point and it's huge. Like, it's very hard to replicate that in any other sport. Like, and I'm a big golf fan and soccer fan, but like, you know, if the game is over after a few minutes, you forget about it. Golf tournaments, if someone's leading it, no one cares who came 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th or some guy got a top 10. Like, just, it's irrelevant. But in Formula 1, like, it, it's actually interesting to see you know, if has score points, Ganta will fuck everybody in the paddock. It's fucking amazing. And <laughs> <know>, up, that's right.
1: <laughs> I'm enjoying how you're integrating the voices rather than me going, do this one now. Do this one. It's great. It's really good. And that's the thing as well. I guess on one side, yeah, you have these these underdog teams that... You just want to see do well. And also, I guess it activates our imagination slightly where we go, well, let's just pretend Max is so far down the road. He just doesn't exist right now. And it is actually Hamilton and Alonso for the win. And and then you think about how that would actually be. And yeah, there's going to be plenty more where that came from, hopefully with Hamilton and Alonso. Uh, I, I just love those two going back and forward. It's just... All the little, just the little snide comments. It's just, it's just amazing, isn't it? <laughs>
0: I'm working on Fernando at the minute. Like I'm trying to get. Him. I, st- I like. I, I've used them before. I would be usually, um, comfortable using them. You know, I do. I feel it's really good to to get the race out there and feel. You know, <laughs> to get the before the big Lewis. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of have to work a little bit more on him. But I'm loving the whole. Uh, just he's the number one driver at Aston Martin at the minute. Like, and obviously he's got, Lance and Lawrence. And that he is now the favourite son
1: and all this. Like, I have so many ideas. Your Lawrence is amazing, by the way. Like, your Lawrence strong. Would you believe
0: I... it? Sometimes it's good and sometimes, like, it's... Uh, my voice, if, I, if I've eaten or something or whatever, I need a c- quite a deep voice for him. So my, my voice has to be very clear and I can't do anything. So if I'm doing Lawrence, like... But I just love the glasses, the hair. You have 15 minutes of my time. Please hurry up, Matt, okay? Whatever. <laughs> <But>, uh... <laughs> I, I I can't wait. I actually I was hoping I would have met him. Um, he's the fellow I just love to meet. Yeah, like at a Grand Prix when I was there in Austin, I seen some chopper coming in and someone said it was him coming in or something. But uh, he's definitely one I want to see. But yeah, there's gonna be d- loads of content between him, Lance Fernando, just in that team. It's like, and it's great to see another team challenging the big three as well. You know, so someone else is coming in and. Like, well, in fairness, no, McLaren are too far off, but they've obviously dropped this
1: yeah. year. Yeah. I'm still absolutely convinced that when we get to the the cost cap um totting up of who spent what, I just feel like Lawrence Stroll spent five billion more than everyone else just to see Fernando at the front, just so that we can have a bit of fun. He can get loads of trophies. And, oh, at the end, oh, well, we'll get a penalty. It's fine. but it's A little bit uh, of I, wind tunnel time will take off. <laughs> oh, we left it on. Sorry. No, we left, we left the wind tunnel on. <laughs> uh, we didn't actually use it. I would love to see Lawrence's reaction to you doing an impression of him, especially with the wig on, because it's some of these outfits that you have... Uh, are quite out there and, and obviously quite visually hilarious and, and just to see how he would react to that as a, would he hire a hitman to just delete you from existence would he take you in as one of his own would you be driving in formula one in a few years who knows could
0: <laughs> give me a chair i don't know
1: um or a seat i should say uh
0: yeah no i i don't know what there's sometimes i kind of find with uh some people that are very like relaxed and everything else they can be a little bit like oh I don't know if they like that and then the guys the real hard asses that you think are really like people you wouldn't mess with usually from my experience I'm obviously doing this a few years in different sports usually them lads love it they love a bit of really? Yeah. it really
1: yeah who would be the one example it doesn't even have to be Formula 1 where you, you were kind of surprised that, that they liked it
0: surprised that they liked it a lot of it I suppose in golf like Tiger Woods absolutely loved it and everyone was like oh he he definitely won't like that kind of thing oh. Um. yeah you know, I've heard like Jose Mourinho and he like, he really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I recently heard that Roy Keane has seen a couple of the videos and he quite enjoys it. So that was like, I was like, and he's, he's the <laughs> toughest character
1: you can possibly get, isn't it? How is that for you? I suppose, because you're a big football golf fan to then be meeting Tiger Woods or to be meeting these people that you've watched on television. And, and of course you're honing your craft. You love doing it. But to actually do it in front of them must be such a surreal experience.
0: Yeah, the, the, the only good thing about doing it in front of them is that like, it's not like I randomly bumped into them and I'm doing it in front of them because that would be a little bit like, oh, geez, I hope this goes okay. But anytime it's ever happened, they've agreed to be there to mm. do it. So that kind of just alleviates any sort of fears that they might not like it because if they didn't like it, they wouldn't show up or they would just say, I'm not doing that, I don't want to do that or whatever. Um, like I remember the day I got the... I got a, a tweet off Bridgestone Golf saying hey we have this opportunity we'd like to talk to you about and my brother was like I wonder what that's about and I says I don't know but I'm going to get some free golf balls anyway <laughs> it turned out to be a bloody ad with Tiger Woods no I still got the golf balls thank God um, but it was insane and then they said I said Has, have you told asked Tiger about this they were like no we haven't broached it with him yet but we will and we know in about three days and that evening they came back and they were like no Tiger's up for it he'd love to do it blah 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 so it kind of for me, that just relaxes me going in there because I'm like, well, they already kind of they must like it, like because he definitely wouldn't do it if he didn't do it. It was like Carlos as well when I met him at a when I met him at the Austin Grand Prix where he just came down. And I want to hear, I want to hear your voice. What you sound like is incredible, I think. And he was like, "Which is your favorite one to do?" I was kind of going, are uh, you." No, well, mine is definitely the, definitely the funniest. <laughs> it's like... <laughs>
1: It was such a good... Because on the Skypad, wasn't it? They had uh, Anne yeah. Davidson interviewing as if you were Carlos. Um, and then... Because the Carlos voice is so unique and so distinct, isn't it? That How long did it take for you to master that one? <sighs> what? Maybe
0: three or four minutes or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them. That, see, sometimes it can just pop out. And then other times it's like, the two that kind of were really fast i was sitting with my wife watching it and i just turned to her and this is where i got this line from i was like my name is carlos shames i'm a driver with ferrari and she's like oh my god that is amazing and she's kind of like a tough critic like she's always like nah, i don't know i can't really hear that one." i blah, blah blah so she's always really honest and she was like oh you know god. when it's good she was like that's amazing um and i will say carlos there is a little t- twinge of kermit the frog in that voice someone did it to me recently <laughs> they're like hey kermit <laughs> it's kind of, so a lot of people have that kind of voice or they can do it so like it it was kind of yeah he just came to me and then daniel came to me pretty quick as well
1: oh, you know, oh it, my god it's amazing you know to get out there and it was a tough year but hopefully i'll be back you know <laughs> i just
0: have the rage man right now where he's just he's trying to like i don't know knock off Max and Checo to take the seat. <laughs>
1: I love those skits where it was a sandwich, wasn't it? And then it's, the, you know, it's, it's brilliant. Because he, of course, doesn't come ac- doesn't look like a psychopath when he's laughing around and chatting. But if you just add that tiny bit of just evil into him, all of a sudden his whole character changes, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: it's been a lie all this time. He's a complete <laughs> psycho behind it all. I just knew it. <laughs> Have you met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him at the Austin Grand Prix as well. He And that was one where I randomly met him. So I was nervy. So when he came over, I was like, oh, whatever. And I was kind of just joking. I was being sarcastic. I was like, oh, sorry, 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 you know, joking with him. He's like, oh, mate, don't apologize. It's great. Uh, you know? And I was like, all right, right, oh, I'll see you later whenever I walk off then. And... Um, I know. I said, "Ah, oh, see you later. Best of luck." And Then he goes, "Yeah, yeah, say shit about me again and see what happens." <laughs> That's where I got that kind of idea, where he threatened yeah. me, and then he just goes,
1: <laughs>
0: "I was like, he's <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> <This is> like." <laughs>
1: Daniel is uh we've been lucky enough to film with him over the years but he is honestly like just he is what you what you see is what you get with him yeah, right yeah. even even off camera I think he's even more mental because he can say whatever he wants and and I love how you've kind of incorporated that into uh, into some skits because that's the part as well it's not just learning the mannerisms and the voice it's also putting them into skits where Formula One fans I guess it's not like oh Daniel Ricciardo would try and poison Max Verstappen but it's in in a in a the whole story of it right and and knowing where he's been dropped and so on it's it all just kind of adds together into this really nice scene
0: what i like to think is like obviously all the sketches are like bs you know what i mean it's like again i have so many ideas of this, the, for daniel for him to do stuff to max and check over the next couple of weeks which i will do um but it's obviously silly stuff but in my head it's like this is what i would love Drive to Survive to come out with. You just find out all this stuff is in, in, in the wackiest world possible. Imagine if this stuff was kind of real. And that's where I kind of am like, oh, yeah, maybe that will. That there is a sketch of a succession sketch in my head for maybe Red Bull or Aston Martin. I'm thinking like Logan Roy. Um. So, yeah, not just. Uh, and for me, yeah, a lot of people go on about like the impressions are like funny-ish. You know, they're funny the first time and everybody gets the first video, like always does really well, whether it's golf or whatever you do. Um, but it's after that, then it's like, all right, where's the content? This has to be a lot better than just doing the voices and stuff, because people get fairly sick of that fairly quick, I kind of think.
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. It's like, I don't know why it came into my head, but when someone does something really unique on Britain's Got Talent, for example, and then they go through to the next round and you're like, well, what are you going to do now? Because we've seen that. Yeah, and, and I guess it's changing the, the scenes or the, or the skits and, and, and that's where you, know, you do a great job, not just with Formula One, but with football and, and golf. It's, it's, it's great to watch. Um, so how many, how many voices can you do in Formula One? How, how many of the grid have you got locked in?
0: How many of the grid have I locked in? I'm here on my computer right now. I want to see if this is open. I have a... You
1: have a little list.
0: I, I literally have a list of golfers, Formula One guys, um, Formula One... At the minute that I would say I'm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, of about 15.
1: Of the grid? Not of the grid, sorry. Of personal, like just general Formula One.
0: Team principles will. I mean, this <laughs> is the best Formula One podcast I've ever been on.
1: That is actually so good as well. Like That is top notch. Did that take a while?
0: Uh, a bit like, and I definitely think I could even get it a bit better. Um, like I remember throwing him in, but he was such a big part of Dry to survive. And he's after setting the tone for even like this new full swing thing with golf. They've brought in a couple of reporters into that, like journalists, and they tell you the really obvious stuff. So for me, like when I was watching The drive to survive stuff at the start, like I didn't notice the obvious stuff that he was doing, you know. But like I do notice in golf because I know it so well, and I'm a bit like, Jesus, like I know that I know what the cut is, I know what whatever is. But then you want to get it in the hole. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And then so after um the uh yeah, first or second season, then I realized I was like, Oh yeah, he kind of just tells you the really, really obvious
1: stuff, and then you see all the memes. (laughs) So many memes. Yeah, so many I, I've
0: met him and stuff, and he is the nicest guy ever.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's
0: such a legend. Like, you know, I've had a drink with him over in uh, America. Uh, I was actually supposed to meet him there a couple of weeks ago in New York, but I ended up having a flight to Florida. We never met up. But, uh, yeah, he's been a great one. Like, Kimmy has just left. And I, I actually, just this morning, I was writing a kind of thing. I'm thinking about doing, like, a radio Kimmy thing. Yeah. It's going to be a radio show, and it's just Kimmy, and he's just there with the glasses on. Yeah, good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Kimmy. We're talking all things Formula One. And then just have the boys ringing in, so good.
1: complaining. And
0: so, yeah, it's kind of just trying to use whoever I can use,
1: uh, whenever I can use them. I think Kimmy is one of those that will always just be in the hearts of Formula One fans, even though he's gone. People will still appreciate an impression from him because... Yeah. He I mean the fact that you would actually speak more than what he would speak anyway is 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 great. So we feel like we're getting more Kimmy, even though it's not him.
0: Yeah, it's like that psychology thing one on one. You know, when you like a girl, she doesn't like you, you like her more. <laughs> <You> know, opposite <laughs> obviously Kimmy just doesn't want anything to do with anybody in Formula One, but we just everybody in Formula One just loves him because he just doesn't care.
1: It's like just leave yeah. me alone. It's amazing. Yeah, literally. I mean, that's that's what he's asked many times is for, for him to be left alone. Uh, so what do you think is your, your best impression of the lot in Formula One? Is it Carlos Sainz? I would have to say it is definitely Carlos Sainz, the driver with Ferrari. I think Max is not too
0: bad either. Max can be good. Um, still needs maybe a little bit of work. Uh, working on Checo. Uh, who else? Horner. I think your Horner's really good. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it is obviously, you know, we've got a lot of penalties this year. Um, It's very difficult. I think Daniel, he may try to kill Checo this year, but listen, we're prepared for any eventuality, you know, and that's it. Uh, I met him a couple of weeks ago, and I met Max and Dad at a gig for Red Bull there before Christmas, and it was great. Um, did you do the the, the horror impression to to him? I did. I did it in front of everybody. I just did it. It was oh, like uh, end of season party. I had no idea what I was going over to. I thought oh. like when I heard it was their end of season party that it was uh, a sit down dinner. It was the end of year. It was all the engineers and this, all these people, whatever that run the show for them. But it was actually like their entire UK workforce at this um, venue at the O2, and England were just after losing to France in the uh, the World Cup. And then I had a couple of gags about them losing. And then I walk in and I realize, like, it's a lot of young people. And I'm like, I'm Irish. You know, I could be taking a big, huge risk, taking the piss out of England, yeah. getting knocked out of the World Cup. So I left all those jokes aside. And it was like those people with glow sticks. It was kind of the craziest gig ever. It was just like... How many people were there then? I'd say there must have been a thousand people there or whatever. Like, it was just packed. And then after I finished... Uh, christian and max came onto the stage and uh we we shook hands it was very professional max was like that's very good well done <laughs> <laughs> that
1: sounds very max
0: yeah and then that was it yeah uh and then we're just backstage or whatever like and just chatting to all them and and check that check was just such a legend like what a nice
1: guy like really yeah he's he's solid so i love how you actually thought it was a did was that a, quite a quick shift that you had to make mentally to be like oh okay well hold on there's a there's a lot more people than I expected
0: yeah like everything is about the room and I would like if you go into a room like that you got to be a lot more high energy and the kind of gig that I prepared for was a lot more of like sit down kind of interview thing and while if I kind of knew it was like that you'd probably go in there with a little bit more a song or two I'm actually like making a couple of songs um at the minute. Uh, You know, those like head swaps um, that they do, but I have, uh, I've got a Ferrari team meeting where Carlos, I don't want to give away too much, Carlos and Charles are coming out. And you know, Elton John's song, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yeah. So they're singing to the Ferrari guys like, please stop breaking my car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. So yeah, I have a couple of numbers in my head as well. Nice. So when when can we expect to see, to see those?
0: Uh, The Ferrari one, I'm hoping next week just before Baku. Um, Yeah, no, definitely. Otherwise, then, you never know. They might turn things around, and then I can't.
1: (laughs) Quick. I wouldn't think that they would sort it (laughs) out anytime soon if uh, if my heart's anything to go by. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com
1: slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40
0: gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Do you have like a team of people that you work with then to, to get that sort of sorted? How much do you manage yourself?
0: I do an awful lot of it myself. Some like sometimes too much. Um, I do have a guy that works with me, Gary, that I used to like when I started working in Joe. That you know, Joe.co.uk. Yes, I started out there, and I worked very closely with him. So he kind of knows. It's very hard to cut comedy, edit comedy, and do things like that. So Gary kind of knows me best. So he does, and he's a genius at doing stuff like that. So he does. A, he cuts a lot of the videos, and um. He kind of does the magic in him, you know, like to be posters behind me and stuff like that. That wouldn't be my making. Uh, That'd be him coming in with that type of stuff. And so, yeah, we're just trying to get like more because I really of all the games that I'm in, like I love golf. I've been in it a few years and um, Formula One is the one I I really want to focus on this year and I want to just pump out loads of good content, but different content. I want to like, I'd be the first person to say, oh, you're getting boring not like some troll on uh, Twitter or something like, I'd be like, all right, is that getting a bit repetitive? Am I doing the same thing? Even sometimes you can do the same thing, but once it looks different and it's done in a different setting or context, even that can be enough. But um, so yeah, at the minute, I'm just trying to brainstorm and make sure I've, because I've learned a lot, obviously, doing golf and soccer over the years and try and kind of do the best job I can in in Formula 1.
1: Well, thankfully, the storyline changes quite a lot, doesn't it? So you can put quite a bit of context into your, into your sketches and your scenes. And, and I guess that keeps it fresh enough, right, for, for the time being and then until you have to completely swap the way you do things.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, big, big time. Um, but like, like soccer, for example, is getting just so hard because like, it's hard to follow it because I need to follow everything that's happening. And in soccer, there could be like three or four big games at a weekend. and Each of them are like two hours something long. Golf then is four days and it's like, to be fair, not a whole lot happens. And when they lose, they're like, oh, you know, well done to Matt who bet me there. And, you know, he's a credit and he's a gentleman and blah, 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 blah. But Formula One, it's like, you know, I know you got like practice, but you've got like qualifying on Saturday. Not much happens. You just find out what way they're going to line up on the grid. And then Sunday, all bets are off. The tension is high. And then when people lose, they're like pissed off and they'll say anything. And the the team principals will say stuff to each other and stuff like that so for me it couldn't be a better game to be in I would say it's the most fruitful when it comes to content it's the best one to be in it's just so and this Ian Poulter told me this like three years ago I was doing a gig in his house and he's like mate you need to you need to do Formula 1 it's amazing I mean it's just it's like golf except they really go at it you know what I mean and if they lose they're going to attack each other everything it's amazing and I was kind of like yeah 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 but I, I kind of gave him that spiel that night I was like I just have to be interested in it if I'm not interested in it well then I just don't want to go in there and only because I the right to survive and then like I would say it's probably the big the the sport I most follow now I would fall three them.
1: really wow that's yeah cuz Ian's a big F1 nut he was involved in a lot of the covid virtual grand prix gaming stuff and yeah it's uh, it's funny how he spoke to you and uh, and you weren't ready then but now look at you I know I actually want to – he I I was,
0: who was I talking recently? I'm going to get myself, I'm building a house and I'm going to get myself a sim, an F1 sim. Yeah. I got to just start doing that, racing people as Carlos, racing people as Max, just like getting the headphones in, abusing everybody. (laughs) I'm definitely doing it.
1: That would be amazing. Have you seen nowadays uh, on TikTok and Instagram, There are these crazy AI voices. Have you you seen much of that? It's
0: insane. Ridiculous. like, Like they could put me out of a
1: job. (laughs) no surely not no one has that you you can't as much as it's like oh my god that's crazy it's an it's an ai so there's almost that immediate sort of at least for me that turn off of that's not a person doing it though well i
0: suppose yeah and it's like doing the faces and doing different things it's uh like even that i'm actually me and gary are actually kind of drawing up a bit of an animation at the minute like to maybe do some like a two minute sketch right after a race now it'll take us a day or two to get it out but it could be just a brief summary of the race you know the way f1 put out like the seven minutes like of the race the highlights yeah two minutes Do to two commentators do then the lads the and you put animated like and just have a kind of like well if you miss the race here's what happened have you tried doing
1: crofty as a as an impression
0: it's lights out and away we go max Verstappen around the inside <laughs> it's all right I, I have to still work on it and then I did uh, Martin Brundle there over at the open. Martin Brundle, I, like, I, I did it on, for Sky. I don't know if you've seen that where I went around. That was brunch. actually
1: my next question was to tell me about that shoot because it looked uh, pretty hilarious to to film.
0: They were the coolest bunch of people. Like,
1: I, I'd rocked over. I had a problem. I was after doing three
0: nights of gigging in Ireland, three live shows, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on the Sunday night in the second half of the gig, my voice was kind of gone. And I was doing McGregor. And I was like, I realized, I was like, you know, it was kind of turning into Katie Taylor. I was like, you know what I'm saying, you know? I mean, McGregor's kind of like, what's up, I swear to God, I'd slob the face of the whole paddock. And all of a sudden I was standing up there, I was like, you know what I'm saying? We'll slap the face of the whole paddock. And I was like, Fap. and then I considered then, I woke up in the morning and I was talking to like uh, Andy, like, who looks after all this stuff, like organizing up at Sky and stuff. And I'm like, my voice ain't great, man. And I was like, my Martin Brundle isn't the best impression anyway. And I'm like, now it's like, a bit like rough. I like I, you know, I didn't want to go over and let them down, but thankfully, the Sky team were so good at what they were doing, and just so they were like, "Here, what do you need us to do?" Every one of them were just brilliant. Like they were just such a laugh. Um, but uh, yeah, I like we did it. Like my Martin, I, I couldn't get over how well it was received. Because for me, I'm like, I didn't think it was the best impression in the world, and and that's been generous to myself and uh, so when, when I put it out I was a little bit like and I don't really read comments too often anymore like I'm, I'm at it too long kind of to be at that so I usually throw it out and that's it but like if it's for somebody else and it's important like and I was doing it with Sky I do look at the comments and I was looking at them and I was like, everybody loved it and this one guy was like my god this Martin Brundle is shit and usually you're like oh he's a troll but I was looking at that going that guy's spot on <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was you, kind of like sleep typing. You're just telling yourself that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, but it it was just, and then Martin coming in doing what he did, Ted, everyone, um, and we're all just brilliant. Like, I like it was it was a laugh doing it,
1: you know. Yeah, it looked it it it, it very much from the get go just looked like they all took you in and just said, yeah, well, as you say, we'll help you any, way, any which way you want. We'll do little sketches here and there, rather than them just all sat in a room and you doing something a little bit more awkward. The fact that they all got involved was, was yeah. amazing. And then Martin at the end is just, yeah, it was just like the cherry on the, on the top of the cake.
0: Oh, brilliant. It's such a legend, you know. Uh, and I did the impression too, and we kind of looked at me. he was like, mm, it's a bit Cockney. I think all my impressions are a bit cockney, <laughs> but it's one. Yeah, I have to kind of. I want to do it a bit better because I'll be at some of the grand Prix and I'd love to go on the. I'd love to go on the grid and actually do Martin on the grid. Just... Oh
1: my god, that would be incredible!
0: Imagine me going, just trying to piss him off, Martin, Martin, <laughs> Martin, come on, Ronald, get in the blood.
1: I would love. I, I mean, whoever you'd need to uh, take out for dinner to sign that off, uh, get it, get it sorted because I think it would uh, it would go down a storm. But I can just imagine all the F one drivers trying to get in to the zone, and then you're dressed up in this crazy Martin Brundle like outfit or something. It would be, it would almost be yeah, a bit of a fever dream for them. I think.
0: Oh yeah, no, it'd be great one. I just want to make sure I work on the impression a bit more. I was like going to, I'd look. I'm at Monaco, um, for uh, the Grand Prix. Yes, yeah, next month, the end of next month. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that.
1: It's amazing. It's almost like you've seen the stuff I want to talk about because you've segued into the Sky HQ stuff. My next thing was: Is there anything exciting you've got lined up uh, with F one this year? So, so you got Monaco. Any anything else?
0: Uh, I've got Miami, Monaco, and then you no. Know, a lot of it though is like I've I've got gigs in these places, so I'm just over there, and then you get like tickets or whatever. But it's not actually with F one, um, but. Yeah, just that. Like I'm, I've been that busy the last couple of weeks with different things. I'm looking to kind of just calm it down a little bit and just kind of do a bit more golf and F1 and focus on doing them and getting content out and YouTube and stuff like that and making content when I get over there. Um, But uh, yeah, I have no idea what to expect in Monaco. I've got like I have a hotel in Nice. People are yeah. telling me like if they say it's like twenty minutes away, but they're like, oh no, during the grand prix it's going to be like two hours away. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, Easy. good
1: luck. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stays in Nice unless you can seriously afford it, which uh, not a lot of people can.
0: Yeah, yeah, things aren't that good for me either. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean Monaco will be mega. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go a few years ago in twenty, I think it was seventeen or eighteen, uh, but it was only for the Friday. But yeah, just just seeing and hearing the cars around Monaco is just an experience that you just can't you can't imagine it until you hear it because it just echoes around everywhere.
0: Oh, and this was my thing. When I went to Austin, I just wasn't expecting. Uh, like I was going there and it was all pr- like pretty business-like and I was going over. I was going over to get this content and stuff and I was very focused on that. And then on the Sunday, like we walked the grid and watched the race and stuff and it was one of the best things I've ever seen the noise the smell everything I was completely blown away by how much I enjoyed it and how much I like f- like I felt I was nearly I was sitting on a couch after the race I'm not messing I was there with my wife I was getting emotional I was like how did we end up here I was like was this not the best thing we've ever been at it was just incredible and I didn't think I would take to it as much Um, but being there just it made me fall in love with it and I spent the winter then watching documentaries and The history of everyone reading books and everything, it's just been like I just re I've really fallen in love with it.
1: Yeah, once you get the F1 bug, you you ain't leaving anytime soon, I don't think. It might take maybe 10 years of domination for some people to turn away. For example, (laughs) when Mercedes were winning a lot, a lot of people turned off. But I think uh yeah, Yeah. it's amazing to see Formula One at the stage that it is now where it is viable for you to make content out of. Because when we first started, all the way back in 2017, me and Tommy, it was it was a niche thing to, to have an F1 YouTube channel to talk about Formula One, and you'd still have friends that have no idea, you know, oh, Formula, oh, it's just circles, isn't it, mate? Like, you know, it's just it's just a bit boring, isn't it? It's just, you know, straight to the flag, whoever wins. Now, all of them are going, oh, it's just... Just watched Drive to Survive Season 5. Uh, absolutely loving it. Tell me more about it. Where can I get Silverstone tickets, Matt? No, don't, no. If you were here in 2017, maybe. Not now. Don't don't come to us now. <laughs> that is so, so true. Uh, but even like,
0: um, I noticed like I've got a bar over in New York and, um, you know, you'd be there. And like, if I'm walking through New York, the odd time someone might spot you in, it's usually golf. And I've been over there the last two times I've been there like the amount of times I've got noticed has increased. Now, don't I'm not like, what, like Brad everything. Um, and, <laughs> but like, I'm just so shocked that anybody that stops me now, it's like F1.
1: So which, which are the biggest clips have got, uh, have happened for you in, in F1 that people go, Oh, you're that guy from who did the blah, blah, blah impression.
0: There's not really one particular clip. Cause
1: all the videos like
0: have all kind of, they've all went into like seven figures between now, all the different channels and stuff. Um, but usually I get Carlos, like people just come up to me about Carlos and they've seen that bit like, and then the Mercedes bit, I get quite a, a uh, you know, plenty of people mentioned that to me about their Toto and George thing.
1: Um, oh, can you do a bit of George? Because that is amazing.
0: Well, when you do George, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not watching it, you can't see the eyes. They're just you're staring, piercing through mat, you know, and that's it. So, uh, but very excited. I really think, uh, you know, we didn't give up this year. Not until the second lap of the first race. And then we realised uh, Max were going to win the championship, but whatever.
1: It's amazing. It's the eyes, I think, as well. It's it's actually piercing. And But then you also go, yeah, no, George does look kind of like that when he's when he's being interviewed. And, uh, it's, it's only sometimes. Yeah. When he's talking and when he's in a good mood, like when something good happens to him,
0: I'm always like, is he like about a second or two away from bursting into tears or something? It's like he's... I'm just watching and, and then he's not I realise he's not it's just whatever way he kind of looks and talks Um, but yeah no he was a legend he like total legend like I
1: because uh, yeah, of course you did that skip with him didn't you where you had the, was it the helmet on and then he yeah. comes in the room what was that whole filming experience like
0: uh, it was a bit crazy because I was told I was uh, would you believe Ferrari had come and they were like hey Carlos is available at 11 o'clock here for 15 minutes like you know if you want to do something. And I'm standing there going, sorry, I'm actually
1: doing some with Mercedes. You believe. have better hospitality and they're my team this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you see, it was a raid for so long. And this thing with Ferrari, I'm like, oh, is there any chance like we could do that Like maybe after? And they're like, no, he's not around after. And I was like, oh. And I knew the Carlos one would be just so good because he's like one of the best impressions I have. But they're like, hey, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, yeah. And then I get down there and Mercedes, I had sent them over a couple of like, they says, we want to do something, but it's got to be quick. It's got to be short. And I'm like, perfect. One minute, like something really simple. I wrote like six or seven little mini sketches. And I was like there. And they hadn't told me which one they wanted. So I landed down there on the Friday. And I'm like, you know, st- I've been asking back and forth to the guys at F1. I'm like, which one is it that we're doing? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do one of them. And I'm like, you know, but I would like to know because like I want to yeah. make sure I'm ready. And uh, I get in there and your man's like, you know, Toto and George. They're not actors, all right. You know, your man's like they're not actors, mate. So you got to do the heavy lifting. You know what I mean? You just got to do it. Get in, get out. You've got half an hour. Then I had twenty minutes. Then I had ten minutes where Toto had a, a Zoom or something to do. And your man's like, you know, so just now Toto doesn't act. You know what I mean? So you got to do. It. I walk in then, and who's sitting there? Only Brad Pitt in the hospitality. And I'm like, has, has Toto brought Brad Pitt in to help? Um, uh, so we get into there and then they're like oh you've only got 10 minutes now because Toto has this important zoom at like you know whatever it was 12 o'clock and I was like all right whatever like you couldn't say that. and then Toto I think just cancelled it came in sat down absolute legend loved it George came in and it was just the easiest thing in the world it was we literally done it in about 10 minutes amazing one take one take bang 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 and we were out was Uh, it really one takes just
1: for all of it just
0: Literally, I think we might have done maybe two takes for Toto with the helmet off. I was like, "Say it to me a little." I was like, "Say it to me a little bit slower," and just kind of look at me more serious. Even and he's like, "Take the helmet off." <laughs> 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 but he was like so brilliant, man. He was just laughing away. He's like, "Whatever you want me to say, just tell me." I was like, "All right."
1: Yeah, and again, it came across that way, didn't it? It was it was brilliant to watch, um, and I, I hope we get to see more of those. Uh, this season, uh, whether with Mercedes or, or with other teams. I love how Ferrari are literally just casually like, hey, Conor, are you around? Uh, that doesn't happen, okay? Ferrari don't come to, to other people. So I hope you know how privileged of a position you're in, Conor. Oh my God. And even when I
0: was like, is there any chance he'll be there tomorrow? And they're like, oh, we'll see. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be around tomorrow. We'll, you know, we'll come down to the Skycar at 12 o'clock or something. And that was it. And I was like, it's, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is amazing. And I couldn't get over as well when you, like, i don't know if you've done this but you know when you've paddock tickets like they Mm. just walk by you the guys just walk by you like it's like you know it's no big deal it's like oh there's max like even when max i met max in the paddock i just turned around i was like oh hey you know he was just right there he's like oh hey you're that guy i was like yeah yeah. yeah." he's like oh cool they brought you out there yeah i'm just a convert like the most random conversation ever and uh like Carlos walked by me. I remember Fernando Alonso walked by me and I remember just being a bit stunned by his the, his facial definition. He looked like <laughs> a guy that you could just beat an iron off his head and he just wouldn't even flinch. Just, <laughs> his bone structure was just like of this tough, you know, just so defined or something. And then the only guy I have to say when he walked by you that you did feel like you're like, oh, like everybody walks by and it's like you barely kind of noticed them, but like obviously you do notice them. But when Lewis walks by, it's like, Oh. It's like an aura, isn't it? There, it, there's an aura. There's something there, and even I would be have no problem walking up to all 19 guys in the paddock going, "Oh, hey, I'm Connor." But with Lewis, I was just like, "I'm." <laughs> I was just looking that way. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you, Lewis,
1: and that's it. So. The, the Lewis one's good as well. The Lewis one's really good. Well, what's your What's your next? Your next one to to conquer that you you haven't yet.
0: Uh. This morning I was, or not this morning. Yeah, I was saying I was working on Bernie. And then I, I'm still working on Toto to get him a bit better because, like, I, I just need to get him better. Um, and then with regards, like, doing a new guy, who was I?
1: So I feel like the biggest, when I think of all the voices, I know you've done small bits of him, but Charles Leclerc must have one of the, the, the hardest voices to actually try and emulate.
0: Yeah, it's and I and I struggle with it. I obviously like to make fun of it like where I'm like guys I told you I I cannot do it, you know whatever. But yeah. um he's got one of those strange voices that, for me when you listen to it you're like oh I can easily do that one and then you're like oh I can't. You're like yeah, and then the French accent is like is kind of tough. It, it 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 the more exaggerated it is, the better. You mm. know, but his isn't like that strong. You know, it's um yeah, it's a struggle. He's another one that I kind of just have to get done. I'm kind of just working on guys I have attempted before at the minute just to get them a bit better because, yeah. like, obviously, the better you can do them. And then uh, I, I often find, like, if you listen to the voice, listen to the voice, and then you're like, I've got the voice. Then just watch the videos, turn the sound off, and then you get the other bits of them. Um. So, yeah, Lance Stroll is not a, one I really want to get. Have you got Lando? Uh, I did Lando before I did George, but then when I did George, I found like Lando was like very, they're, it, it's quite alike the way they speak. And then yeah. you get lost when you're doing one. It was like, do you know what Graham McDowell in golf? Yes. yeah. And you got Rory McIlroy. So I would have been doing G-Mac first. And G-Mac, yeah, kind of talks like that. He's uh, Northern Irish. He's got kind of a little bit of Florida there. And then Rory, when I started doing Rory, then I was like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, and, you know, Rory's living in, you know, America now and he's sounding a little bit more American. Mm. And sometimes, like, I could be doing one and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not doing Rory, I'm doing GMAC.
1: And I just, like, yeah, like that, yeah. (laughs) That's fascinating. It really is. Um, To to say we've had you for much longer than I actually expected, so I apologise for dissecting your brain on the impression uh, scene. But, But just before we go, I want you to predict who is going to be world champion this year although I have a feeling that your answer uh, will be what I'm thinking Uh, but in their voice as if they're accepting uh, a championship trophy or something like that
0: I think Hulk is going to win the championship (laughs) and he's going (laughs) to fuck the entire paddock when he does it okay I think uh, I I would say that in Baku, uh, I don't think it would be too stupid to just hand me the championship and let me just go from there because I think if you just hand me the championship, let me go home. You can have good races. The rest of them can race and I can just go home with the championship because it's a foregone conclusion unless Checo tries to do something. But I think Daniel is going to try to kill Checo, so I have no problem there.
1: That is amazing. Thank you so much, Connor. If you're wondering where to find Connor, it's Connor underscore sketches uh, on social media. Uh, are you on YouTube as well? You are, Connor? Is it- yeah, Connor Moore on YouTube. I have several different With one N O R. So, yeah, look uh, look Connor up and uh, you will not be disappointed. Trust me. Uh, thank you, Connor, for, for your time. And uh, we'll catch up at some point later in the year, maybe.
0: Definitely, man. Honored to come on. Thanks a million. Big fan. No,
1: thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.